Lord, teach us to pray. Growth in the spiritual life first begins with humility, a recognition. I don't have all the answers. I can grow. I can learn. Don't we all have that desire in our hearts to know how to pray better? Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus, in response, gives us the Our Father. In doing so, he's not just giving us words to say, but he's actually teaching us a pattern for prayer. There are five points to this pattern of prayer Jesus teaches us in the Our Father. First, Jesus is teaching us prayer is relational. He says, begin by saying, Our Father. Prayer is about a personal relationship with God. Prayer is about growing in a friendship. This is the good news about our Christian faith, that God is our Father and we are his beloved children. Prayer is about being with the one that we love. A few years ago, at the Steubenville Conference, Chris Paget shared his personal testimony. So growing up, his parents got divorced and he went to live with his mother in North Dakota. His father lived out of state and he would spend extended weekends with his father. Well, one Friday afternoon, Chris was shoveling the snow in North Dakota and to his surprise, his father pulls up in the car. His father gets out and says, Chris, I had a free weekend and I wanted to spend it with you. Well, Chris felt this internal conflict because he didn't want to disappoint his dad, but he had actually decided to spend his weekend with friends. Well, going into the house, Chris said to his mom, hey, do you think my baby sister could spend the weekend with dad? Chris, your sister's too young. Well, put on the spot, Chris decided to stick with his original plan and spend the weekend with friends. His dad was very understanding, but as he was leaving the house, getting into the car, Chris noticed a tear running down his cheek. Chris said, I ended up having one of the worst weekends of my life because the entire weekend I was thinking, I could have been with my father. Our father wants to be with us. Our father loves us. But so often we have other plans. If we're ever going to get our prayer life off the ground, we have to make it a priority. We have to make time for God. I've talked over and over about the importance of scheduling at least 20 minutes of prayer a day. Now, when I was vocation director at KU, working with the college students, teaching them how to pray, the first thing we would say is, you got to schedule in a time of daily prayer. Imagine college students, for the first time in their life, they have free reign over the schedule. They can stay up all night. They can sleep until noon. And we said, hey, if you want to have a spiritual life, you got to make time for God. You got to schedule a time for your daily prayer. Okay, the second move of prayer in the Our Father is that prayer involves rejoicing or praise. We're to cry out, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Praise the name of the Lord. Sister Carolyn at the Steubenville Conference invited all of us to spend time praising the Lord by thinking of 10 titles or attributes of God. Father, you are all good. Father, you are all powerful. Father, you are loving. Father, you are merciful. Jesus, you are our Savior. Jesus, you are Prince of Peace. Holy Spirit, you console us. Holy Spirit, you guide our path. The psalmist says, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Praise the Lord. Rejoice. The third pattern of prayer in the Our Father is receive. We are to say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. At the heart of this petition is an openness to God's will, a receptivity to his word of instruction, to his plan for us. Prayer is not just about talking to God, 
but about listening and receiving guidance and instruction so that we can live in the divine will. I've mentioned over and over the importance of taking 20 minutes a day for daily meditation. And remember the three R's of daily meditation. To read, reflect, and make a resolution. First, read. Have a scripture passage to read. Perhaps the gospel for daily mass. Then reflect on it. Apply it to your life. Relate to the Father whatever stirs in your heart. And then make a resolution for your day. This is how I want to live out what I receive from God. Fourth, in the Our Father, Jesus is saying, request, make your petitions known. We are to say, give us today our daily bread. Intercessory prayer is so important. St. John Paul said, there was a time when I thought one had to limit the prayer petition. That time has passed. The further I advance along the road, the more I feel the need to have recourse to this kind of prayer. In fact, St. John Paul had a kneeler in his private chapel and the top of the kneeler opened and his attendants would put like 40 petitions a day from around the world. And Pope John Paul would pray personally over those petitions. One priest gave his own testimony at the Steubenville Conference about the power of intercessory prayer. He's a jogger and he said one day he was out jogging in the neighborhood and he heard a siren. We had a habit of stopping when he heard a siren and saying a Hail Mary, so he did. Well, some weeks later, he was out jogging in the same vicinity and this woman was out in her yard and saw him and yelled at him, hey, hey you, stop, stop. He thought, is this woman yelling at me? said he wasn't dressed as a priest. He was dressed in his jogging clothes. But she kept yelling out, hey, stop, please. I want to talk to you. So he stopped and she proceeded to share that a couple weeks ago she had had a heart attack and an ambulance was called. And she said, Jesus saved me. And as Jesus was healing me and saving me, Jesus revealed to me that you prayed for me. Jesus revealed your face to me and I know you said a Hail Mary for me. <laughs> this priest was like, couldn't believe it. In that moment, he realized the power of intercessory prayer. Finally, the fifth aspect or pattern of prayer Jesus is teaching us in the Our Father is repentance, to pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So we ask for God's mercy and we ask the Lord to give us a heart of mercy to forgive others. This is part of what we call our daily exam. And so we begin our daily exam and prayer with reflecting on at least three blessings of our day, giving gratitude and thanks for to God. And then we conclude our daily exam with repentance, asking forgiveness for our daily sins. You know, I tell the kids, the last prayer of our day should be the act of contrition. Now, you got to be careful what you say, because I was telling the second graders preparing for their first confession, I said, you know, say the act of contrition at the end of the day. That way, if you ever die in your sleep, the last thing you will have done is to tell God you're sorry. Well, this little boy, you could see the wheels of his mind turning, and he raised his hand, and he said, Father, how would I die in my sleep except if I was murdered? you got to be careful what you say to the kids. Well, we ask for repentance, for God's mercy. Jesus is teaching us this pattern of prayer. Prayer is relational. It involves rejoicing, receiving, requesting, and repentance. 
This week, let's take time to meditate on the Lord's Prayer, the pattern of prayer Jesus is teaching us. And God bless. <music>